Hello and welcome to the All Blacks edition. Um, are the All Black Stars burnt out? So yes, that's uh, the kind of the title list for today, and we'll be talking about that um, amongst also also having a chat about um, sort of Mariela Desma's um, feedback from the game um, last weekend. I might have a quick look forward as well. It's going to be a oh, hearing me. It's going to be a solo show tonight. Um, I think if uh, so. Um, yep, yeah, it probably won't last quite as long as normal. So, uh, yep, yeah, strap yourselves in. Uh, Restream should bring all the comments together from Periscope, YouTube and Facebook. So do feel free to drop your comments in there in the live chat. Uh, and if you're listening on the podcast, well, thank you very much. Um, but uh, we are live every, at 8pm New Zealand time if you want to uh, kind of watch and join in. So, first up, there was an interesting article on rugbypass.com um, where they analysed how have the All Blacks changed since 2015. And one of the changes that's happened in international rugby in particular, but also in club rugby as well, is the challenging at the breakdown. Obviously, there are less players challenging at the breakdown nowadays. Uh, there's definitely this approach that a player in the breakdown is one less standing up in the line. Um, and so basically the, the breakdown doesn't have as many bodies in it anymore which means the defensive line has got more bodies in it uh, and it's more organised and it's harder to break down. And so what we've seen is much more of a structured um, two-wave attack from the uh, the All Blacks um, with the uh, forwards obviously being much better handling than they used to be uh, and uh, than, than 2015. Uh, that in 2015 it was uh, much more freeform and there was less plan around it whereas Nowadays, it's um, pretty structured and there's a set plan, a set move, pretty much every play. Now, there may be options off that, that the players are making as they as the, as the play goes through. But it's still, it's, um, players know where they're supposed to be for that run. It's not off, uh, it's not as off the cuff um, as it may appear sometimes. Um, and you can probably show plays where the players are running in the exact same places, but the ball goes in a different direction. And so it looks like a totally different play. Uh, and that kind of structure um, does mean or, uh, that the players uh, have to know where they're going to be, have to know where each other's going to be much more so um, than they used to. So does that mean that uh, more stable teams will do, be do even better nowadays because they've got to know those structures, got to learn those structures, and that takes time? Um, I don't know. That's one of my, uh, that's kind of one of the thoughts. Um, and when you've got, uh, we had an article in uh, one of the um, uh, New Zealand press uh, talking about bringing through um, younger players, and to, to, perhaps some of the stars weren't um, uh, didn't actually deserve their places um, as much anymore. The headline picture has Sonny Bill Williams with Jack Goodhue in the background, um, obviously, because uh, Sonny Williams is the always the, the lightning rod for these kind of um, uh, for these kind of things. Uh, but I think with that, uh, that uh, with the more complicated attack, that actually these the, the stable teams are more important. Um, and I don't uh, I don't agree with Mark with Mark Reason, who was uh, who who made that who wrote that article, suggesting that uh, it was time to bring youth through. Um, I think there's plenty of youth coming through. I mean, you've got players like um, uh, Dane McKenzie. Uh, you've got. Uh, I say Goodhue coming through, maybe not the first choice, but he's there. 
Um, you've, uh, you've got quite a lot of, you know, obviously Rico Wani's come through uh, and a few other players as well. And obviously the props, we've got brand new props in there. Um, uh, and Scott uh, Scott Barrett. I don't think uh, the, the All Blacks are slow at bringing players through um, at all. And I don't think, so I think, um, I think he's well wide of the mark on uh, on that one. Um, the other point about these more complex attacking plans is the is you require the skill set for it. Um, and if you look at something like the Aussie forwards, for example, uh, they don't really have the skill set um, to, to try and carry off some of the plays that they're trying to run, uh, which is the other part of it as well. Is the, the forwards need to be much more ball handling forwards nowadays um, than they used to. Uh, you've obviously got the way the All Blacks run now. You always have a, uh, a couple of players ranging um, out wide. Uh, now it's uh, around about 2015. That used to be um, Kieran Reid, uh, but now Kieran Reid's come actually played more central and looking at the six um, quite often plays that role. Uh, but um, the uh, yeah, you've got those guys, and, and you, you rarely have. Whereas it's uh, the 2015 one, it used to have a couple of pods plus two guys out wide. Now you can see that being much more um, split up. Um, sometimes you'll have a pod, sometimes you'll have a series of, of just two players, uh, and quite often you've seen um, Frivers Zell and Scott Barrett both um, going to the line together. Um, so you see, see the forwards um, perhaps pairing up rather than being the pods uh, that we saw before, giving you more options. Um, again, obviously a, pot, a pair is, you can have more pairs and you can have pods. Um, so those sort of things are, it's kind of interesting to see how, how it has kind of evolved um, over time. Um, and uh, the and you're seeing it's um, not just the All Blacks, but it, it, and, it, and it is all definitely uh, around that defensive piece. And that does, to, to my mind, leave the, the opportunity for teams to play mind games. And we've seen it happen occasionally uh, in the past where uh, the defensive team will actually flood, or not flood, but add, but say throw two extra players or play extra player at, every, at, at breakdowns, either continuously or on a uh, ad hoc basis. Uh, and that's, uh, then the attacking side has got to try and re respond to that because if they get driven off, um, if they get counter-rucked uh, too frequently, obviously that breaks up your, uh, it definitely slows down the ball uh, and can also um, lead to you losing the ball as well if done effectively. So we might see that some sides um, may decide that actually one of the ways to, to, to counteract the All Blacks and other, and other teams as well is to attack more, attack the breakdown occasionally, um, either either on a, on a random basis or just more in the first half and see how quickly the uh, the attacking sides can um, respond to that. So anyway, that's what kind of I think interesting. I think more sides should try doing that um, to attack the breakdown on, on a on a random basis every third or fourth ruck, for example, um, and then just make to, to try and make the not only do we want the attack showing the defence different uh, um, different pictures that they have to respond to, but also the defence showing different pictures to the attack to make them have to think on their feet as much as possible as well. You know, a lot of the um, stuff around the 2003 England side, obviously I mentioned before, is, is the is teacup or thinking clear under pressure. Um, and a lot of that involves um, running scenarios ahead of time. So people have actually thought through scenarios. So when the, when the scenario happens, um, they've already thought it through. They already know what the answer is. They don't have to figure it out there and then. Um, and a similar, similar to that is the way that 
the All Blacks play and the structure and the process they play uh, in one of the videos by um, um, Real End Games or End Games, uh, Henry uh, that he put out that we talked about a couple of weeks ago was the fact that the All Blacks are a process orientated team, um, not a situational orientated team. They go through their processes, whatever's happening in the game. And that does show that we, we see that because we, the All Blacks don't take their foot off the throat either. They keep going and keep scoring. Um, whereas other sides situationally might go, hey, we've won it. We can relax a bit here. We don't see the All Blacks doing that. They have the same process as no matter what's happening uh, in the game. They kind of run through the same processes of the same situation um, rather than looking at the situation going, do we need more tries? Well, how far should we push it? No, the All Blacks just push it anyway because that's how they play. Um, and it works most of the time. It was kind of interesting um, to listen to or to read Mario, some of the Mario Desmond's comments um, after the game um, where he went. Uh, they weren't the normal All Blacks that we are that we were playing tonight. I don't think they were that clinical, but we couldn't deliver. We underperformed in terms of delivery from scrum and lineout. And yes, it's true. Let's be um, let's be honest. The, uh, the the Pumas scrum has not been um, the, uh, the 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 cliched or the the stereotypical Argentinian scrum for many years now. Um, and it's much it's lazy reporting, but. Uh, um, that, that, that suggests it's so. Uh, the um, the lineout did underperform, um, and other, other times it has performed well. They do have one. I think it had the uh, the most lineout steals out of any team in Super Rugby, for example, in Aguilares, um or at least one of their players did. Uh, so you've got um, yeah, they have the, the lineout has not been uh, the Achilles' heel that it was in that game uh, in, uh, previously, but the the scrum definitely. Uh, has has not dominated in a very long time. Um, so that, was that 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 we kind of we we kind of expect. Uh, but um, it was interesting to see that he didn't think that the All Blacks were um, playing at their best, um, especially when you think that they've they lost to South Africa um, the, uh, the the previous game, and they've got South Africa up next as well. You would expect some sort of rebound um, from the All Blacks and to have them back up to their normal standards. Um, the uh, it's, it, I say it's interesting that he thought they weren't up there. They're going to need to be. The All Blacks are going to need to be up to their normal standards uh, this weekend um, against the Springboks. Um, the Springboks will have plenty of confidence from that win. Um, there'll be a great expectation amongst the South African public that hey, is this are are are, are the Springboks back? Uh, and just after one game, the answer is no, not yet. Give give um, they've got to build consistency into their game plan. Uh, into their performances, sorry, um, rather than just... Uh, and also their performances over the last two games have been very defensively orient orientated. So, um, and that's uh, not just by, by by necessity, not just by design. Uh, and they've been having to make a, an enormous number of tackles. One of the things I'll be doing after this weekend's game um, is going through and counting the number of tackles each of the four teams have made uh, and to see how different uh, uh, that's... Um, that level is because the Springboks in their last two victories have made an enormous number of tackles uh, in those last two. And that's not something that you can uh, continue to do forever. They're going to need to evolve their attack and they need to evolve their, their, um, their ability to hold on the ball, hold onto the ball um, some more than that. Um, so those are the main points that I wanted to, to have a chat about this weekend as far as selection goes. I've not read anything yet about how the main media 
um, think that some that the selection goes, but I would expect it to be as close to a first choice side uh, as um, as you can get. So I'd expect yeah uh, that Aaron Smith to come back in, um, Kieran Reid to come back in. Obviously, uh, I think injuries mean that uh, we'll have pretty much um, the same um, three, four, five, six uh, in 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 the side there. Um, but if uh, if I can't remember the fitness of Franks and Moody, um, but if uh, if they're fit, I'd expect them to come back in as well. I mean, one, I can't remember which one of them is, but I think one of them's pretty much um, uh, is injured. I think Franks is injured, isn't he? I think Moody's still um, still fit. Um, amongst the back three, I expect it to be again Rico, um, Ben Smith, uh, and Naholo, um, and we'll probably end up and I'll probably have Sonny Bill Williams and Crotty again in that midfield. Um, so I think, whilst I personally, I'd rather be seeing Sonny Bill Williams and um, Goodhue. Um, I think uh, Sonny Bill Williams Crotty is is who the uh, the All Black selected have as their as, as as their first choice. So I think we'll see pretty much a full uh, a full strength side out. Uh, the All Blacks want to be making a statement after losing um, to South Africa in New Zealand for the first time in a very long time, uh, and so they will be looking at uh, definitely stamping their authority. Uh, and getting a comfortable victory um, in South Africa. Um, the uh, for the Springboks, um, I would have thought that we wouldn't see too many uh, changes. I mean, Razi Rasmussen has been uh, tinkering a lot, um, trying to uh, and trying lots of different combinations uh, and trying to figuring out what his or what or who his best side is. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see, see if he tinkers again. But I'd have thought he would have pretty much stick with a winning formula um, as much as possible um, in there. So those are my thoughts um, around these two games. I say he, uh, around this uh, the game coming up. Um, I have done a predictions video um, as well, so that on Monday night. Uh, so if you want to go back, you can have a go back and have a look at that and see what the margin was that I was thinking about. Um, but those are the main topics that I wanted to have a chat about tonight on um, the All Blacks uh, edition. Um, do let me know down below what you'd, uh, topics, otherwise topics you'd like to like us to cover. Um, next week I is uh, is school holidays, so I'm not sure uh, kind of what. Because um, I think we might be, I definitely won't be in this uh, in this room, um, and uh, we'll see how the videos go um, next week. But the week after that, we'll definitely be looking at doing a mock Rugby World Cup, so running through every single game in the Rugby World Cup um, to sh to see. Uh, uh, come to a conclusion as to who we think will win the overall thing and how the groups um, will pan out and then also the knockout stages um, as well. So um, look out for that video coming. Um, two interesting videos that I've done today that you might want to go and check out. One is um, having a chat, giving my opinion about Joe Marler, uh, anxiety and, the, and him uh, res, uh, retiring from international duty, obviously playing for England. Um, and then another interview where I've respond where um, Gareth Mason or uh, maybe walking tour with G-Man, uh, another YouTuber who did gave it did a video about should world rugby officials match officials be uh, disciplined, um, and I gave uh, uh, I, I did a response video to that, giving him my views in response to some of the things that he said um, as well. So you can go check out his video, follow it up with mine uh, to see what my video my my opinions were as well. So. Um, Sorry that those two aren't available on the podcast for the uh, podcast listeners. So, uh, yeah, uh, enjoy whatever you're watching. I'll try and be back tomorrow night 
um, with a preview with uh, pre looking at the uh, the um, uh, the match day squads uh, that have been selected as long as they've been announced uh, and uh, we'll and obviously check out all my prediction videos uh, for all the uh, professional leagues that are happening this weekend.